It's a very warm 21st of June, which is the summer solstice, so the uh, longest daylight day of the year, we've got to keep saying, not the longest day, people all day have been saying, oh it's not the longest day, it's 24 hours, I get rid of the day. So it is quite warm, but uh, Bruce is in the garden, enjoying himself, Nicholas is just pouring some beer, uh, I've already cracked one open, so we'll uh, crack on with episode 38. So I think we've missed an episode at some point. I think I was supposed to do an episode 36. So again, if you are such an adamant fan of which I don't think God, um, uh, <laughs> then, then we may miss one out. But I'm going to try and rectify that. On it was episode. a silent episode. It was a silent episode. It probably was, yeah. So it the was, plan's like it was the episode that. where we where we desisted from drinking. It was the alcohol-free episode. Yes, uh, we're going to crack up with our A to Z of Piri Piri Pub Piri 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 Pub calls. So, so far we've done A, B, C, G, H, I, J, O, Q, U, V, W, and tonight we're going to add to the list D, M, and P, which is a bit more straightforward this week, wasn't it, chaps? Oh, I know, that's a bit thinking about still. We've, got, we've just, I've just tweeted, we've got a fair mix, we've got a brewery, a couple of beers, we've got a town with two names... We've got a pub that was set up by the monks about a thousand years ago. Um, and we've got two very nice Yorkshire destinations and, and one that potentially gave the, the podcast its name. And then also one of the key, yeah, key ingredients of beer. So we'll, we'll go there as well. So I said, Bruce is sat in the garden. It looks a bit overcast in York at the moment. It's, well, it's very brilliant. warm, though. It's very warm, yeah. It's cape there. And uh, he's just giving us a quick... Well, I can see you next door neighbour in the window. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got a bit of blue sky there. A bit of blue sky. Uh, so hopefully, uh, I've just noticed last couple of podcasts, because we do very limited editing. Uh, I think it was my internet a couple of times, just dropped. So Bruce, that's like talk like a, gar- a darling, which is probably right, because he's talking blabble anyway. <laughs> um, but again, apologies for those people that are listening on the certainly on the podcast, but it's not so bad on YouTube because there's normally a picture you can look at. Um, but fingers crossed, tonight seems okay. Everything's kind of spun up very well. So hopefully we'll crack on. So we're going to do our usual, just, just catch up. Um, I think it's been a, two weeks since we last did the last podcast. It feels about that time. Um, so beery highlights, and then we'll just do a bit of beer news, a bit of that about at the moment. Um, and then we'll crack on with our... Our, our letters this this week. So beery highlights. Well, I'm drinking one of them. So uh, it was it's uh, Thornbridge Beer Month again, and because it was Jubilee this year, this time round, we got four extra cans of all those little James Jamestowns, which are quite nice. I mean, Nick, we quite like that one. We the brewery. I think we had that. It's uh, it's, it's a kind of an England New England Pale Ale, six percent. They do the little cans, which is nice. But tonight I'm on the Bayern, which is the uh, late hopped pill, which is quite nice for us. A summary day actually. Um, and the one I haven't yet touched there, which you can see there, is the Jaipur X, which um, mm. I'm going to say that I don't think drinking that on a, on a very hot June evening at 10% would be a good idea, really. So I've saved that one up, really. But again, as always, really good value. Uh, I'm lucky that I I was on the initial £30 a month. It's just gone up to a £40 a month now for new members, but it's still a cracking buy. Uh, and especially when you, they throw in kind of four, four beers. A couple of the beers on there. I, 
again, interesting last week when I went out to my locals last week, they were all kind of focused on bitter. I know it was beer week last one day last week, wasn't it? Um, but I had some quite nice stand-up bitters, but I finished up just getting you happy with a lovely cloudy mango-y based IPA as well, <laughs> just to keep me going. Uh, Nicholas, are you on Great Newsome tonight by the looks of the bottle? No. Oh, I'm on it was a Great Newsome bottle. No, the Great Newsome glass. I'm on oh, Rugate right. Pale. Very nice. It's almost mm. laggerish. It's very, mm. very pale. And in fact, I reckon you could give that to somebody, tell them it's one of these fancy continental lagers, a lager drinker, and they'd probably say, oh, yeah, this is the best lager ever. Uh, but no, it's, it's, it's a pale one. I say I've never had, I don't think I've had uh, right. Gate Pale before. Right. Uh, mm. It's 3.9%, so a good session beer as well, certainly for summer, yeah. when you're a bit dehydrated. So, yeah, very nice. Uh, Bruce, is at any point asking you whether you've got any beer in the vicinity? No, not for the vicinity of just today, and I've been told I have to lose some weight, which was the most predictable prognosis. The most predictable prognosis ever. I say what? Just, just today, Bruce, you were told you have to lose some weight. I could be t- telling that for the last uh, eight years, man. I think, I think, Bruce. I think it's mostly with the pies that you eat rather than like, the odd beer or so. Uh, down, probably, yeah. All the papers selling beer is good for us now, so I'm um, crack on. Uh, right, Bruce, you've been out and about. You, um, you uh, again, another new pub that I've not come across before. Um, the been, good man. You've been no, to there, haven't you? Nick's took you, has Nick, have you? Have you ever talked about Nams? No. No. I, don't think so. I thought you'd been. Oh, it's owned by the same people who until very recently uh, owned the Bay Horse at Berrythorpe. Uh, this is oh, a right. fantastic, fantastic pub, the Good Right now, Bruce is, internet is going down, isn't it? It's not just me. Yeah, no, we're losing you, Bruce. We're losing you. That's that's atmosphere in York. Go a bit near, oh, go a bit near the back door, Bruce. Uh, me, and there's a... Bruce, just Hello? go. Just go a bit near uh, the back door. We're just leaving your thing. So again, for those on YouTube, this, this looks a cracking pub. I mean, Bruce is sat outside with his normal kind of drinking gang, but I mean, it looks a stunning pub inside. And on the bar, I can see Dixon's Best Bitter. I can see uh, Nick Ambleton's. Sorry, not what's he called, Nick? Yeah, yeah Ambleton Ales. I can see two of those. I can see a White Rat. I can. So I can't see what that one is. How is it or something? The, the, they've got. So they've got the All Hallow Ales. Ah, uh, that's right. The, that was the Outwist uh, Pale Ale, which mm, yeah. I have to say had an extraordinary peculiar taste. Um, but uh, prior to that, I'd been um, drinking the Great Newsome Select Dust on the left out of shot there. That was delicious. Because there's another oh, three pumps on the background, on the other bar, isn't there? Well, oh, there is, yeah. It's yeah. just a wow. huge range of beef. And incredibly reasonably priced. On a Monday night, people come from yeah. far and wide to do a, a pint, a pint, or a steak. It was £10, I think it's 12 now. I have to say, we uh, didn't realise there would be even doing food and money lunchtime, the food looks stunning. It is just the perfect pub. You can see all the paraphernalia and brewery in here. Yeah. On a Friday night in winter, they get uh, on a Friday night and Saturday night, they get a big cast iron pot. They have a huge um, range there, which I should have took a shot of really. And it'll cook like a rabbit casserole, a venet casserole in the range. It's probably, I would think, definitely deserves a place for one of the best dozen pubs in the country. Uh, and I said it's incredibly reasonable. It is just a stunning pub. If you like pubs, you would not be able to love this. Well, hang on, Bruce. You said they used to own the BRs. Well, we went we went to the BRs last Saturday, first time I've been in ages for something to eat. And they basically had the identical lineup of beers on there. All oh, right. So it was impressive. They had eight beers lined up, of which yeah. they had their own beer at what, 340 a pint? I know it's mad, yeah. So, yeah. so go on, so where, where, where is where is this pub? Where is where is the well, market? Pub? So it's a mile out of market wheat, and the market right. wheat uh, lies uh, roughly halfway, well, nearer York than Hull. Um, 
so if you're going along the uh, A, not 59, is it what road is it? A 1079. Um, if you're going from Hull to York or vice versa, look at the Central Market Wheaton. You market into small town, only one high street. At the end of the high street, there's one road to Goodmanham. Uh, and Goodman is a big linear village, uh, a surprisingly large village. I have to say, I've been to the pub quite a few times. It's the first time that I've ever been in the daytime. Mm. Um, so I was quite impressed at what a prosperous village it is. It's on the world's way as well. So loads of walkers come in. But I say, uh, and I say, on the night time, it's just very dimly lit. You've got all the flickering flames. Uh, but the food's great. The beer's great. Uh, and it's the type of pub that I think uh, people, when they go to Ireland, go to seek out. Uh, you know, it ticks all those boxes. Mm. Uh, he's also got a big, um, he's a big enthusiast. He's got some ancient motorbikes there, some old cars. Uh, he's got some fantastic outdoor seating areas. And, you know, you can reach out the gents' uh, tart and touch the very small Al Hallows, Al, Al Hallows Brewery. I think, I don't think he sells the uh, beer to uh, anybody else. Bar. Right. There's a medieval church in there. Medieval church in there. Yeah, well, worth with it. And the Bay House mentioned that's in that's in Burythorpe, which is again yeah. just, just south of Moulton Norton. Is um, is there is there oh, a food. menu sort of got an Italian twist to it, Bruce? No, not at all. All oh, right, okay. So obviously the one in the Bay House does, but I think yeah. is it the landlady or I'm sure the landlady who, who is the brewer who owns them, he's Italian. But, he is Italian, yeah, right? Okay. But he, it, it's his other half that does the brewing, isn't it? Yes, I think he does. Yeah, with a couple of a couple of lads helping there. I'd say. Yeah. Um, and the beer is certainly very authentic. It tastes like proper microbrewery. Say, so I had the uh, old twist pale ale, and whether uh, it was certainly very uh, earthy. And I, <laughs> three of us tried it to see what the back taste was. We're entirely certain. You don't have a website where they list all the beers. So I can't offer any clues either. Right. Yeah. No, so I, I think I did the whole lot. I did this. I did the six. I think they had eight on on the bar, and I did the six. So the only ones I missed out on was. The Thigstons, and there was another one that uh, was one that I could find anywhere. So I say I went for the other six, and uh, all all decent, yeah, all good. Although, yeah, we've got to say White Rats become the new Doom Bar, isn't it? In oh, it's uh, everywhere. It's yeah, everywhere. everywhere. Um, and then the other big news was, it, as I mentioned, I think in the last podcast this weekend was obviously Father's uh, Day on Sunday or American Father's Day, um, and the Royal Oak, one of the next locals up in Old Moulton. Uh, they were running all weekend a beer festival, and Nick and I managed to get up there on Saturday, um, and the good time was had by all. They had uh, 12 beers on, um, and again, for those on YouTube, the beer list is on the the, the screen there. Uh, again, nice to present that yeah, beer, isn't it? Yeah. Nice um, we thought it was quite a nice selection of beers, mainly York had their own of beers, aren't they? Um, I thought yeah. maybe except for the Camerons, um, but a nice mixture, yeah, mainly, mainly pails, which were quite nice for the kind of time of year. Um, quite a few pails. Um, there was one stout. Um, there no, was, there was there was stout. There was porter. There was a uh, ruby. So well, there was one I thought excellent, there, wasn't excellent selection. Yeah. I mean, we, we tried selection. them all. We did the 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 first one. I think it's probably because the first one always does taste the best. Uh, but even the lads behind the bar admitted that it was on really good form in terms of how they were serving it. But uh, I don't think we had a bad pipe, mate, compared no, to some of the rough ones we had yeah. in Beer Town. You know, uh, a month yeah, ago, yeah. and like you said, there wasn't anything daft or crazy. They ranged in ABV from about what three point six up to five point five. So yeah, that allowed yeah. us to try every one of them, didn't it? Yeah, um, you paid one pound for your glass, so we got a nice little. It was a plastic glass, unfortunately, uh, but I think Steve said on his feedback yesterday they raised oh nearly four hundred pounds for the Yorkshire ambulance, which is great. But Bruce, can you see in the background of some of these pictures that I've put on? Um, 
What was the predominant drink that most of these people were actually drinking at the... Braga. Yeah, Pra-ga. And, and Pra-ga. Prava. Yeah, but it, it was either Prava or Madrid. Me and Nick kept looking around saying, every table are drinking lager. Is anybody drinking bitter? Because they, they only had like polypins, so they weren't massive, and they were all kind of outside, gravity, gravity you know, pod. And we did wonder, because Friday night had been quite busy, uh, with it being such a nice day. We got there Saturday with a bit more of a cast. But it, all the beers were available still. And as you say, yeah, interesting that a beer festival where the majority of people there were drinking pints of um, Czechoslovakian beer brewed in Tadcaster. Um, <laughs> and only a few people, probably, I don't know, a quarter of people were actually drinking the, the, the fine 12 Yorkshire beers that were in offer. So a little bit of a, yeah. Um, got a couple of little video clips. So let me just play these. Just again, it'll probably make more sense for those on YouTube, but I'm sure you can listen in for those on the podcast. And that was the, that was the Daleside Moroccan, which was quite interesting. That uh, that slightly darker beer, and then again, just there was some really good music on. Um, and again, for those on YouTube, is a lovely a lovely picture of the glass that we that you were you presented when you arrived. Uh, and you could, hear, good, you could um, hear what they were singing as well. Better yeah. system. So they were the Nobodies, which actually were really good. Actually, they were they were a good band. They did the Saturday night slot. Uh, we spent half the time in the pub because it was it wasn't it was as you can see from those pictures it was fairly busy. Um, it was busy outside. The weather was a little bit kind of on the edge. It kind of spitted a bit, but thankfully it didn't rain. Um, so we, we had a few beers inside. You kept you go. You went out to the bar. Uh, what was it? Like, two pound a half, wasn't it? Four pound a pint yeah. for all the beers, which we thought was great. So, Dara, yeah, I mean, dearer than what Steve normally knocks his beers out of, but that was simply to cover the cost of yeah. having the extra staff on, uh, having the racking that he had to bring in, and everything else as well. I mean, at the end of the day, he probably made more on the lager than he did on the beer as well. But, uh, so, yeah, you don't mind. You know, we wandered into town. We'd be paying £4 a pint anyway, so... It was it was good to support, and I, say, I think it was a cracking. Steve yeah. did um, a little feedback on Facebook yesterday, and he said it was a really did a really good weekend. It's been great, the first one they've done there, and I think that means they'll do some more in the future. So that's fantastic. And like I like to say, Nick, I think um, we North Riding was probably our pick, wasn't it? Um, which was the first the one. First one, the, yeah, the one with the stars and stripes on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I say did... it was just because it was so refreshing, and it was yeah, it, it, it served well as well. Uh, even from gravity, it had a nice, nice head on it, and uh, kept well to the bottom of the pint. Uh, the Cameron's actually was all right. Cameron's Road Crew that was quite a nice one. That was an American Pale Ale, and there was select dust on, but it wasn't the normal select dust. It was a special edition select dust, uh, which had got a few more hops in it, which was quite nice. Well, but yeah, well, like you said, there wasn't really a bad beer, really, was there? Um, I quite like that Bingley Brewery Wobble Damper. That was quite nice, a bit stronger at five percent. Uh, I know you, you you tried the um, the stout. Which was which was okay. Uh, the deal side was interesting. That Moroccan ale. So yeah, a good a good session had by all. Oh, there's some more of the nobodies. So a bit of beer news. Um, just oh, where are we going now? Don't do this to me now. Um, it's just melting. Road dog have, have teamed up with Quan, uh, haven't they? To mm. offer a a, a, veget- no, a vegetarian beer to have with the uh, oh, non meat to uh, non meat food. All oh, right. While well, he perused the Guardian. Christ, <laughs> uh, it's all about them. It's all about them going to Heineken in the paper there, right? 
Uh, so I mean, yeah, I'm just just when things are going well, suddenly my PowerPoint's going that right. So the first big news is Taylor's of Timothy Taylor fame. Um, I've kind of caught up with the trends, and they announced this week a big announcement that they are near completion their new venture in Keighley, which is going to be Taylor's <laughs> Green, which is a tap and kitchen. Uh, and again, for those looking on YouTube, um, it reminded me a little bit of the um, the that pub in Huddersfield we went to. Uh, oh, the, uh, the Globe, is it in Huddersfield? Then we went, I'm just thinking, you know, the bit yes. with old yes, taste of Taylor's with that kind of mezzanine sitting area. So this was the Lord Rodney, which is an existing Taylor's pub, but mm. they're a complete refurb. And I say it's going to be Taylor's on the Green uh, Tap and Kitchen. And it looks very nice inside. Look again, mixture of outdoor and, and indoor seating. Some nice, there's a, there's a very nice kind of picture of the old Springwell Brewery on one of the kind of walls. Mm. Um, so I'm not quite sure exactly when it's going to be open. It's just down the road from Weatherspoons, if anybody knows Keithley, and not very far from the railway station. So I, I think the Lord Ronnie used to be the more lively of the Timothy mm. Taylor's pubs in, uh, in Keithley. Yeah. when we used to go there. So it was a big space. I think we went in a couple of times, didn't we, Bruce? Yeah, this is a very similar vibe, obviously same designer as the uh, Inn on Cheltenham Parade, which is heavily branded as Timothy Taylor's Inn on... Yeah, right. Oh, you're Harry, you mentioned that, really. Yeah. Uh, I have to say the beer was not great at all. Um, but you can see it's got this very kind of upmarket vibe. Uh, interesting, because Harry get a very different demographic to Keithley. I'd like to see the price in this one, and obviously there'll be a very, a very, very knowledgeable audience in Keithley. I'll keep a party tailors, so definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was nice, actually. There was something in the paper this week about. I think it was linked to those. Um, I want to come on in a minute. The heritage pubs, and they were talking about one of the Nicholson's pubs in London, the one that apparently Madonna used to go to, and where she claimed that she liked Timothy Taylor's. But I was trying to wrap my head. The Nicholson's. Ever, ever sell Timothy Taylor? I know they sell a range of beers, but I occasionally see it on there. Yeah. See whether it's just, it was supposed to be the, the regular beer on the Nicholson's Bar, which is normally Nicholson's Pale, which you can never get anywhere because it's never there, is it? No, no Nicholson goes on about. I have uh, to say, the best yeah, come, 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 have a free, come and have a free drink on us for your birthday. You go there and you turn up into York 20 miles later. So I've come for a free beer. Oh, I'm sorry, we don't have it on. You can't have anything. <laughs> so yeah, I've had a couple of le letters complain about that before. Uh, yes, I've got. Um, going to say, uh, best plan to Timothy Taylor's land. I keep saying it's not what it was. I was at the Fox in Stockton on the Forest, uh, a little village between uh, on the outskirts of York, a bit of a linear village out. Um, pub that's had its uh, heyday and uh, now uh, appearance wise is uh, not what it used to be. I have to say, we're there taking uh, Evie to snowball to uh, the scouts and we stopped away back for a pint. The landlord was absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. It was almost reminiscent of its heyday. Mm -hmm. And I should have mentioned as well, actually, Nick, it's interesting, the best pint I've had this year by a country mile, by a country mile, was unbelievably at the Golden Fleece in Rillington a week. <laughs> oh, you Saturday. said you go to Rillington, yeah. Right. Now, we have yeah. Isaac Bird on the webcast, uh, the yeah. podcast uh, before, so I was uh, shocked to see they had Isaac Bird on the bar. They had two or three realised it was the Jubilee beer, uh, double LX, uh, and I tell you what, it was stunning. But the way she kept it, might as well just have a couple of rail ales on and keep them really well because, like yeah. you demonstrate those, yeah. everyone's drinking like anyway. Get to keep them well. I tell you, man, that was an amazing pint. Uh, mixed piece. So, what what it tastes like, Bruce? Was it a fruity IPA it or was, was it? Was a, it was a it was a thick, creamy IPA is the best way to describe it. Uh, I tell you what, it was a stunning pint. 
uh, and Covering Three. Um, and it was uh, it was the best part. Bloody hell, bro, steady. Uh, that was so uh, lovely, though. I mean, tried to be of that quality. And in most of the time, I mean, so Nicola testified that with a golden fish, I mean, lots of a lot of people on here. There's also been two pubs in really in the big famous, so really into big dull village on the outskirts yeah. of Norfolk, like uh, on the way to Scarborough. Being on the road to Scarborough, you'll pass really in the coach and also it's a pretty pub, friendly pub, for one point washed with the brasses and things. That got gentrified, closed down as it reopened now, and only the fleece remains, the fleece keeps going. Um, and was always known as a rough of the two pubs. She's dead friendly, she's uh, done a bit of nice work to it. I'll tell you what, Nick, I know that Isaac Pod which is a jubilee bit. It was, it was by far the best pipe of the year. Oh, uh, again, another news, just again, we obviously we had the uh, Platinum Jubilee the week before, but I uh, should also mention that the Working Men's Club celebrated their 160th year anniversary. Um, oh. I know that uh, Pete Brown's got Clubland, the book out at the moment, it's about uh, clubs. And again, you know, we've mentioned a few times here, and certainly, you know, it's where I cut my teeth in my first bar job was at the Real Institute's uh, Working Men's Club, and it was a cracking night with pints of Webster's going everywhere. Um, so again, it's worth just mentioning that. And I think, again, we, we with a couple of clubs we've talked about on podcasts, and again, one of the great things about having a camera card is that you can often get into working men's clubs, can't you? The ones that are kind of, they don't seem to that many now that have, um, what would they call, not certified, you, you have the members, affiliated. members only. Affiliated, affiliated. Members only. But then there was, there's also been quite a bit of the kind of who are in beery Twitter land about this thing about um, if your head, if your, if your, the head in your beer is too large, tell us, and we're gladly top it up and of course that led to as always a bit of a north versus south debate with lots of people north saying but i quite like a head on my drink and i you know it's yeah. quite a while look forward to it all of a sudden they say no no you don't want a head you want it flat flat as a part right across the top mate get your pipe I, th- so, I, I thought you were going to say if your head's bigger than your belly you're not a proper beer drinker <laughs> so well, anyway i i think we haven't come across any of those sides because i don't know i don't know really sometimes i mean normally people top it up anyway don't they um and i say most people in the north again a lot of pubs have over, oversized glasses, so you can have a bit of head on it as well. Uh, then, Bruce, this Gibson's obviously is reopening now. And this is this is a pub that's been a bit. Uh, it used to be all right, and it's been a bit kind of well, hmm. the Bar Hotel. Yeah, in York, the Micklegate Run was the famous drinking run from Micklegate Bar right to the other end of it. And I think at one point about 12 or 13 pubs and the Micklegate was infamous with the Phoenix on there, the Falcon, Walker's Bar that we used to frequent. Uh, the nice yeah. and the Bar Hotel was a. a traditional uh, Tetley's down-to-earth boozer, right in the shadow of the uh, bar that everybody started or finished in. Um, and then, of course, with the uh, Monopoly uh, move and things like that, uh, Tetley's got rid of the pub. So it became a Scruffy Murphy's for a while and the, uh, oh, sorry, the unofficial right, yeah. outpost of the... Uh, the official outpost of the York Celtic fans used to go there and know. Uh, <laughs> and then it became Gibson's, which was music, but they did great food um, in Gibson's and now it's had a good vibe. And then they sort of called it there, but it is uh, to reopen uh, part of a small pub core now, but the promising great thing. So it'd be nice to see the bar hotel reopen, really. Yeah, and they claim that it'll have cask and craft. Yeah. Um, which is, and this is the artist's impression of what it looked like for Reaper, but it, yeah, it looks quite nice. So again, and maybe a, a new venue in York to look out for as well. Um, and then only we came across this, uh, Jane Stewart, she, she kind of does a bit of blogging. Um, she's a big Blackpool fan and kind of combines uh, watching Blackpool and drinking. And she'd come across this, but I'd not seen this before, um, Kinder Buono Hazelnut Chocolate Milk uh, Style 5.3%. Bruce, I, I thought of, of you. Kind of winner. <laughs> kind of winner. I, I thought of you when I saw this. So I yeah, thought, I like oh, it, yeah. you'd like that. Um, yeah. no, I'm not seeing it myself. And then again, yeah, just uh, quite a few of the papers ran this, but um, some good news, well, good news really. In that a number of pubs across the country have been given 
uh, upgraded status and including white locks in Leeds, which now has got grade two plus status. Um, and again, on the next, I've got the I've got them here. So there was. I, say, uh, I, I saw that list is eleven. I, I reckon yeah. I've been in four of them. So me too, four me. Some absolutely fantastic ones. I mean, I, I haven't done just really because there were some great pictures. Um, and the pictures there, we've got the black horse, I and mean, you, you guys have mentioned that one, and I keep seeing that coming yeah. up in quite a lot That's of fantastic, things. Yeah. I mean, but the one below is the Harrowin near Petersfield, which just looks fun. Look at that. Just yeah. looks fantastic, doesn't it? Just like, you know, funny, beer, beer from the barrel, uh, kind of logs to sit on, a right. massive inglenook fire that must have been there since about 1262. Yeah, so, yeah, the, it was White Locks in Leeds. They've gone to Grade 2 Plus. The Prince Alfred, Alfred in Maida Vale. That looked good. That looked good. Yeah, the Blytheville Tavern in Catford, Red Line in Westminster. The first club we went to in London. Yeah, the, Admiral Vernon in Dagenham, uh, Harrow in uh, Petersfield, North Stand in Steventon, what are the southern clubs? Please? The King's Head in Laxhill, Suffolk. That looked like somebody's back room, that one did. Yeah. Uh, the Victoria in Great Harwood, Lancashire, the Black Horse in Preston, and the Bridging in Topsham, Devon. So, yeah, some uh, very some, lots of great clubs to go and visit. Someone else. Really, really good. Right, let's get on with our letters then, gents. So the letters that I said this week came out of the bag last time were D, M, and P. And I say we've got a, quite a mix, a mix, a mix and match. Um, I think Bruce and Nick both pulled out Masson for their M. So uh, Nick had to go back and rethink. So he's come up with a slightly different one. So I said we've got another mixture. We've got some beers. We've got some towns. We've got some pubs. So Bruce, you are kicking us off now. When I looked in the good beer guide this, this evening, this town with two names. It's got no listing at all in the Good Beer Guide. So I hope you've got some no, games to tell us about. So Bruce's yes. letter D, oh, and here's our friends from Bounce Patrol again, just give us our letter D, uh, is Derry of London Derry. That's why the town with two names. So Absolutely, yes. Town with two names. Stroke City, they call it over there. Yeah, Derry for me, uh, my dad was from Derry, of course, so as I used to, as a uh, child, because I grew up in racing stables. Well, he didn't drink bros. <laughs> no, no, we never got on holiday. So the only place we ever went on holiday was Derry. So I spent a disproportionate amount of my uh, childhood uh, uh, holiday time in pubs in uh, Derry or London Derry. Uh, and obviously we're not going to dwell on all this stuff about we should be Derry. Derry, Derry. I just saw that dreadful uh, programme the night that girl from Derry Girls. I mean, it's obviously best avoided. That was an absolute car crash, wasn't it, that programme? I, I, I thought it was yeah. quite interesting oh. and... What again uh, reminded yeah, me because I've, I've, I've worked over in Northern Ireland and just that thing that 85% of the kids in Northern Ireland still go to um, a, a selective faith school. Mm. So the school that the girls actually is based on, um, St. Cecilia's and Derry, is still an all Catholic Catholic school. And it, what worried, what, what really upset me were those girls she was talking to at school who'd never met any Protestants in their, you know, in their life by the sounds of it. And we're quite happy to live in a very narrow. And I guess if you don't cross the across the river to you know the waterside and talk to Protestant kids, they'd be the same. So I don't know really. I think I, I know I know what you mean about it being a bit flimsy, a bit flob, flobsy, but um, I mean a good couple of pubs. But it, yeah, I don't know. It was a bit. I think the pipe band and everything was a little bit construed, wasn't it? And oh, that was outrageous. It was just one bit where she started to talk about, didn't she? She talked oh, about. Yeah, just um, I mean, you wonder what somebody at Channel 
Parshall's pulled the plug on that and said, "This isn't fit to air." It was a, it was a, it was a joke. You know, needed an experienced jellist, You know, just rolled out. So anyway, as, as an eleven-year-old going to Derry, what were you drinking apart from red lemonade and Tato crisps? Well, I was drinking cider in those days. Oh, Tato, right. Northern <laughs> Ireland still has a thriving drink. Lemonade. All the uh, E numbers still prevalent to this day in, in, in Poppin Island. Uh, yes, that was it. Mister Waddy Orange Squash. That's on the go. Blows in the dark. And, you and get that football here. stuff. What was that? Was that football? special from County Donegal? Now, there's that, that's the one for F. I forgot football special. Yeah, if you're in Donegal or in the selected bits of Glasgow, you can pick up a bottle of football special. Um, <laughs> because of course, uh, it was actually brewed for Armagh people, lots of uh, non drinkers because they're Presbyterians oh, yeah. in oh, Armagh. Yeah. So, when they raised the cup at the end of football grounds, uh, they weren't drinkers, so they asked the local pop company <laughs> to devise a drink that would have a big foamy head. Uh, and a small town that was named Escapes, we currently now, uh, and the device football special. And it's, it's an incredibly sweet drink with a massive frothy head. You drink it and you feel your feelings afterwards, yeah. <laughs> you can buy it online. Uh, but but obviously, that as we got older, of course, uh, and I have to say, me, you know, we, that's where we went. And my dad was one of those people who, although my dad was a, a Catholic, his best friend was a Protestant. So as a child, we did crisscross between the communities, yeah. and uh, that was a bit unusual. Uh, so, uh, but I have to say, um, since being back as, uh, and they're actually his, his, well, his best friend, Harry Coyle, Sally no longer is now, his son still runs the upstairs, downstairs pub on the bog side. So if you know, he goes upstairs, downstairs. I was going looking for Terence, just trying to get a free pint, but I haven't looked yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, but there are two cracking, cracking pubs. It's Peter O'Donnell's. Peter O'Donnell's in the centre of town down near the sort of Diamond Strand area there. Uh, I think it's probably the type of pub that I think when, when people go to Dublin on the holidays, they go looking for a pub that's got to be full of life and, and non-stop band and it's dark and the Guinness is flowing. They're all a bit small, so they're Dublin, aren't they? Peter O'Donnell's in Derry, I think, is the probably best pub in Ireland for that. If you're going looking for that, it's absolutely fantastic. Packed full of people. All the tourists go there. But all the locals go there as well. Guinness is great. Definitely worth a visit. And I think the pub, uh, which um, amongst the bulk of our family was there watching all, is uh, Tinny's. Uh, Uncle Daniel, again, on my dad's last, dad's last holiday, siblings, dad's all left. He would take me out, go visit him, even though life. So we got to Tinny's. And uh, me and Michael and Nick, of course, were big friends of Sudderby's, a real. Uh, um, uh, non-gentrified uh, melting pot for everybody in Malton. I think Tinny's was the uh, Derry equivalent yeah, uh, uh, of that in Derry. Uh, again, no what's life going there. Very uh, non-pretentious pub. Uh, it's all over YouTube now. Uh, it has become a little bit of a draw for people to go because it really is untouched. But, and say, yeah, but uh, if you're going to Derry, I say, and obviously you go there, you can walk on the walls. The views are great. Yeah. I had a bit of resurgence because of Derry girls. But they're the two pubs, really. Uh, you won't find any real yeah. ale. Uh, I mean, there's a little bit of craft beer. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, always, it's getting on there. There's always Hilden Ale. When we were growing up, there was always talk of Hilden Ale, which was a, a, like a, 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 a real ale craft brewery in Ulster. But I've been going for like I'm 55. I've never seen any Hilden Ale. Uh, but apparently they're still brewing it. And of course, what you do get in all the pubs is uh, Smithix, uh, yeah. unique to uh, uh, Northern Ireland. It does actually say and there's a pub the, in uh, London. Guinness, the good big guy just said is that there is a pub in, uh, sorry, a brewery in London Derry. Um, although there's still the same pub, so I'm just going to see if we can find what, what, it, what it was. For uh, Manor, real, real ale breweries, Ards, Barons Court, these are Northern Ireland, Beer Hut, Black Mountain, Boundary Pool House, Farmageddon, For Manor, Hercules, Hidden, Hillsdale, Knockout, Lacarda, 
Lacal, Mashdown, McCracken's, Modest, More Mountains, Nor Iron, Nor but Northbound, Rough Brothers. Can't see anyone. Oh, London, Rough Brothers apparently is in London, Delhi. It's the new brewery. Oh, so. Yeah. Interesting to say there. So, okay. uh, well, that's good. We, that's second time around. Then we've had a little bit. Well, it's international. I better not say. Well, I would say international. Um, but uh, over the sea, shall we say? So Nick chose a checkers of a Prague drinking house last time, and Bruce oh, fuck who? from the from, from the uh, from the, uh, the the Emerald Isle. Right, Nicholas, you're next, and I've got a little teaser photograph, um, which actually is featured on a number of our podcasts. Oh. Because this is this is from our North Coast, North Yorkshire, North and Coast soiree, um, which mm-hmm. maybe kicked off the old podcast thing some time ago. Um, and I know thought, it's a Abbott Ale um, glass, but it wasn't an Abbott Ale. Yeah, thought you'd have a better photograph of that. Really, well, I thought I thought it was. Doesn't but it's doesn't, doesn't crap. <laughs> doesn't do the view justice. All right, go from on that, then. I'll give you that one instead. That's better. Oh yes, yes. Well, it is, yeah. So it's the Duke of York in Whitby. There are lots of Duke of York pubs, obviously. We spoke about this many, many moons ago, how pubs got the name. There is a Duke of York in uh, in York, which uh, quite amusingly, you know, when you tourists see it because it's a, a black and white timber building, they think, oh, this must be one of the oldest pubs in York. But in fact, up until about 10 years ago, Bruce, it was a stage agent, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. So, there's a Duke of York nobbed in... in, uh, in uh... <laughs> Down in, down in London, isn't there as well? Is it there what? <laughs> the Duke of York lives in bloody Windsor Castle, who's apparently right. going to, about the York residents, apparently, Bruce, you tell us, York residents are going to de- well, de- 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 this it's going to be, out, a, yeah. it's going to be, have its reading in uh, Parliament on December the 6th. We're going, to, right. we're going to get rid of him, yes, he's going. <laughs> so anyway, come back to the real Duke, Duke of York, yeah, so, um, yeah, the one in York, it, it's, uh, it was a Leeds Brewery. Is it, has it gone independent now, bros? Because uh, Leeds Brewery sold all the pubs, didn't they? Uh, Cameron's own all the pubs. Yeah. Um, uh, but I believe the lads still run the brewery. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But the one we're talking about is the one in Whitby. As Michael mentioned in the intro, uh, the building dates back a thousand years. And in fact, it was occupied by the monks who serviced the uh, monastery, the abbey up on the cliffs there, in front of uh, Tate Hill Pier. Uh, so obviously a lot of the stuff coming in at that time, their provisions they would get in from the pier. The pub itself only has a history of about 150 years, but when you walk into it, it does feel a lot old, and it, it feels like one of those, you know, typical smuggler sort of a seaside sort of a pub. Uh, always busy. Uh, we used to go in there regularly for the food uh, because there's so many places in which you can go for, well, decent food and decent beer. Cracking place for a pub crawl, but also... Because of the competition, everybody's fish and chips has to be pretty high quality. Otherwise, they would just lose out. But it's not just fish and chips. They do some lovely seafood salads in there. And when lobster is on the menu, it's probably the cheapest lobster you'll find uh, in the country. Uh, so it's cracking food, cracking beer as well. They, once again, I think it might have changed hands because they always used to have two or three uh, beers on of which they often used to have Spitfire or Bombardier and then maybe one Yorkshire, often Copper Dragon. Uh, now they've tended to go down the Osset uh, Blonde, but you can normally find at least three Yorkshire Ales on the bar. And it's right at the bottom of the uh, 199 steps up to the Abbey. So whichever way you want to do it, if you need some Dutch courage before you climb the steps, then bobbing there for a couple of pints. You remember when we used to bike home, lads, after having six or seven pints, you don't feel your legs, do you? You never get tied on a bike. Or if you've come up and gone back down again, it's a good place to stop off for a beer 
uh, before you carry on back over into the new town. So, yeah, D for the Jokey Hocking with me. Jokey and again, you they know... Country Foul the other night? Yes, yeah. Say again, bros. He was on Country Foul, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, everybody Amber. began to those lemon with yes, they were, that's right, yeah. So, again, were, following yeah. the podcast, and we, we had both those in our podcast, Whitby and Amber. <laughs> um, I guess I mentioned they, they normally have a Whitby beer, a beer in now as well, because, again, um, as you can just see the brewery on the right-hand side, those on YouTube, um, above St Mary's Church and the Abbey is the brewery, um, and they often have the Jet Black, which is quite a nice drink anyway. And, again, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I've just noticed a theme here. So I know last time I talked a little bit about Tembi, and I managed to find an apartment that was two doors down from the Tembi Brewery tap. And again, for those watching YouTube, the uh, the white building there on Tate uh, Tate Pier Sands, um, I I once stayed a week there, or a couple of years ago, stayed a week there, and it just happened in what fifteen yards from the the Duke of York, which is the white <laughs> building there. So I oh, just a knack of finding pubs. Oh, what what dear uh, a pub dear? Oh yes, it's a pub quite close there, and a very good pub. So Nick's chosen Duke of York. Bruce has chosen a Derry. So I've gone as as in true form, really. I've gone for a beer. And it's a beer that, um, I guess, has a twang of kind of reminiscence about it. It's a beer of our youth. Um, we've talked about it a few times. And thankfully, it's a beer that has been revived and is coming back. So if I say it was brewed by Vox, are you guys any nearer thinking about it? Double Maxim. Double Maxim. So Double Maxim was the Sunderland version of Brown Ale, of Newcastle Brown, wasn't it? It was a similar northeast strong brown ale. We mentioned strong brown ale through the week about steel workers and, and shipbuilders uh, needing, you know, good, good, strong bones and, and muscles, etc. Um, and so double maxim. I can I can never remember it on draft. It was always in pint bottles, um, a bit like Nuki Nuki Brown was. But um, I think I don't know whether there was a I don't know whether there was a, a again some pubs sold Nuki Brown, some pubs bought, um, served served uh, double maxim. And as I mentioned, thankfully, it has now uh, recently uh, the Maxine Brewery uh, was launched. And we mentioned it on the podcast that we did Northeast. Um, a couple I, of bought, years I ago. bought a bottle of it last year in lockdown yeah. from Morris. Yeah. Um, selling it off. And I don't think it's quite the same. It's 4.7. And I've got a feeling it was made a little bit stronger than that. And of course, they're famously doing those, those fantastical cans and those kind of party six cans, that in the, yeah. whatever you got in there, quite a lot of beer. Um, and, 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 uh, Again, it, it's a it's class of Tony Brown. I'll just admit this from the, the brewery here. Um, it was first uh, brewed back in the 1901 uh, by the Vaux Brewery, um, and it was uh, linked to the Maxim machine guns that I presume oh, uh, Maxim were made up in Sunderland, weren't they, Nick? I think. Oh, Northumberland Hussars, anyway, it says there. Um, and Vaux ran it for many, many years, but Vaux probably closed in 1999. Um, and I say thank. Are we back? Are we back? Are we back? I don't know what happened there. Very strange. Oh, here we are, here we are. So uh, it is still recording. So hopefully we'll be all right. Yeah, well, we, 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 tried, we tried to prattle on with you out here. But yeah, no, that's fine. Right. So, yeah, sorry. It was so Double Maxim was named after the machine guns, the Maxim uh, machine gun. Um, and I, I've got a feeling it was that was that Vickers Maxim. No, it was, it was, it was a German gun. Maxim. Oh, right, Maxim, right. Don't know where they've got that from. But anyway, at least the Northumberland Hussars who, who used it in the Boer War. So that was that one. And as always, there's a little bit of a tale, which these two are probably bored of hearing about. Um, but many, many moons ago, um, probably when I was about my son, when I was a bit older than I was driving, uh, lads, lads, one of our first lads kind of holidays, went up to Northumberland, uh, took a caravan, um, had, a, had a whistle around. 
And there's a couple of pubs in, in uh, Bambra, which is kind of up that end, in, in neck of the woods. Um, and one's quite touristy, and the other one is the Castling, which is more the locals pub. So the three of us who were looking like some kind of, I don't know what you call, some kind of dreadlocked hippie type, <laughs> mullet, mullet wearing <laughs> gorbies from Yorkshire, walked in this pub and it went deathly quiet, a bit like the, the Lamb and whatever it's called in the, the was it the London, what's it called that film? You know, the, the, American you know, Wheels in London. American Wheels in London, where they walk in the Lamb and Slaughter. And, and then they walked, it was full of like blood, like hate and love on the knuckles. Um, and it went deathly quiet. And I just went to the bar, told <laughs> Simo and Twitty to sit down. And I went to the bar and said, three bottles of double maxing, please, landlord. And he just went, he just winked at me. He went, there's them that knew us and there's them that knew us. You're welcome, lads. And that was it. That was, that's my, <laughs> my little story about drinking double maxing. Um, <laughs> I thought these Now then, Michael, there's a correction. It, it was, in fact, a British gun. So a bit embarrassing right. that for me. Uh, yeah, made, made by Vickers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, well, uh, and obviously, Vickers were Newcastle base, weren't they? from 1886 so i know the germans probably used it more effectively than we did they yeah. call it the maxim and we just call it the vickers very good yeah. right so uh an interesting start to date so let's move on to m and uh nick i think you're going to kick us off with this Ooh. stuff mm. it's not rat poo it's the uh, the life and soul of beer without this we wouldn't have beer so we are looking m for malt and predominantly malt that is used in beer is produced from barley. And it's the malt that provides the starches and the sugars, maltose, that the yeast munches on and excretes out, turns it into alcohol. So without your grain, say predominantly barley, but you can also get rye, you can get wheat. And obviously our American friends across the pond make a lot of their beer using rice, uh, but without the malt. So... It's, it's seeped, it's soaked in water till it starts to germinate. And then that germination process is halted by laying it out and then drying it at temperature. And then as Michael's popped up on the screen there, you add various different colours, which will give different flavour and obviously different colour to the beer, depending on the temperature uh, and how you roast the malt. Uh, most towns and cities associated with beer making, certainly 19th, early 20th century, would also have a maltings, and you still see traces of maltings in various different towns and cities around the country. Certainly in Malton, there is a maltings that would have been useless purpose. I think I'm right in saying, Bruce, when we went to Wakefield, I think the Fernandez Brewery tap. That's right, you did, yeah. That, that was the maltings. And then obviously you also get a lot of pubs called the malt shovel because it was a, it was an arduous job, was, yeah. was mixing and moving and turning the malt to keep it, uh, keep it aerated and keep it dry. And you had what were known as malt shovels, which were great big wooden spades, great big white spades. And whilst a single grain of malt might not weigh very much, you can imagine digging into that, you've got a huge great big warehouse and you have to start at one end and basically turn it over by hand. Uh, famously, there is still a famous maltsters in Castleford called Fawcett's. And I was reading upon them the other day. And in fact, they produce 30 different types of malt and they export to... 30 different countries, including as far as places as Singapore, Thailand, uh, Fiji, uh, China, all around the world. So it's something that, once again, this country has been famous for, like we were always famous for our beer. Um, there could be a suggestion that, um, you know, beer and malt stocks and grain with what's happening in Ukraine at the moment may push the price of beer up even more. 
Um, I mean, there's a problem at the moment with not being able to get grain out of the country, but it's really going to hit back end of this year because a lot of the land won't have been planted. Certainly farmers have been too busy pinching uh, uh, Russian tanks with their tractors rather than ploughing the, the land. So it, uh, it may be that, uh, you know, the price of grain increases and obviously that will affect the price of, of our beer. But yeah, without the good old malt, we wouldn't really have our beer as we know it today. Very good. And yeah, and, and we mentioned the week, but again, you know, thankfully, if you like, I know you said about price there, but 85% of what we use in the UK is grown in the UK, and particularly actually around our neck of the woods up in North Yorkshire. Lots, lots of barley thing there. But actually, molten, obviously. The, the, but, the, but, you know, but the thing is, if the price worldwide goes, oh, yeah, that's what I said the that. farmers yeah, will yeah, say, yeah. right, yeah. I, I ain't going well, to sell, it, I gonna sell it to the brewers, I'll sell it to The farmers will get no. whatever they get, It'll be the, they'll sell it on. Mm. But again, but it's obviously, you, you might, might, might think that obviously molten um, gets its name from malt, but apparently not. I looked, I checked the etymology, and actually, molten, um, Anglo Saxon, actually meant discussion. Settlement village. of malt. Discussion village. Mm. Um, and it was, it was suggested there was a moot there, which was like a bit of a meeting place to sort out issues. And so, yeah, Malton actually means a village of discussion rather than a village of malt. Right. Interesting, though, because that's going to come up next. Me and Bruce both chose a North Yorkshire town for our ends. So, Bruce, I think you are first. Yeah, I think. Uh, you are with Massam. Yeah, yeah. Looks like he's frozen again. That screen that froze with. Yeah, I've got, I've got you both. Right. Okay. Yeah, we're back again. Yeah. 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 I've got, I've got. I, is it money in it? It's been great. I've got an unstable internet connection, but anyway, I can hear you. So, Bruce, we've both chosen a a Yorkshire town, being with them, and you've gone for Massam. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Probably the second greatest brewing town. <laughs> greatest brewing town. But second greatest uh, brewing town in Yorkshire. Tadcaster and arguably, well, uh, Tadcaster. Produces the quantity, it's Massam that produces the quality. Yeah, so of course it all starts with the sorry Thixtons really, and everybody knows the story of the follow in the family and the black sheep's are there now. But yeah, it's absolutely well worth the trip, isn't it, Massam? Uh, and of course, loads and loads of people get very close. You've got the A1 trundling to from Scotland to the northeast on the A1. It was it about uh, nine miles from the A1, is it? Nine miles or yeah, 14 it's miles? Junction isn't it? 50, isn't it? They make a big point, it's, like it's Junction 50. There's lots, lots of tractors with big signs saying, Massam, Junction 50, come and, come and visit Massam. So, of course, Theakston's was a great uh, traditional brewery. Um, most of the pubs in the Dales, well, many of them were Theakston's tied houses, produced a great range of beers. Because uh, was always the bitter, which was great. There was the Triple uh, XB, which I've not mm. seen for a while now, yeah. I have to say. And of course, uh, All Peculiar is their uh, flagship uh, brew uh, now, which of course wildly available. Um, but the pubs also had a great feel to them, you know, and every loads of villages in the Dales and the Theakston's pub. Uh, it was a really well run family business. And um, of course, uh, there, uh, the Black Bull was the Brewery Tap, which was a fantastic when we were there. And the Black Bull is now part of the Thixons Visitor Centre, isn't it? I've not actually been since the Black Bull. I'm aiming to go soon, really. But I did yeah. look, and you don't get a particular, a particular free beer. Uh, but of course, Thixons then became, uh, became part of Scottish Newcastle uh, for a period of time. Uh, and they are now independent again, aren't they? Yeah, the family yeah, brought them back so, out yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. Um, 1980, oh no, two or two, 2003, that Simon Thiessen brought the company back out of Scottish Newcastle. So, well, to be yeah. fair, Scottish Newcastle were bad custodians, were they? 
Although, again, they had some fantastic pubs, rather like Tetley's in Yorkshire. Um, you know, they were just really well maintained. They had a great feel about them. And, of course, we had to get the beer tie in. That was the beginning of the end, really. Yeah. The one in York, the Walker's Bar. We had a solitary Thinkston's Bar in York. It was a bar called Walker's Bar at the end of Micklegate. And it was fantastic little pub. Mm. The old place gleamed, didn't it? It attracted one yeah. of those pubs that attracted a cross-section of everybody. And what was also interesting was it was next to a nightclub. So at a lunchtime, you get loads of old ladies going for lunch. The beer was always amazingly well kept. But then on a Friday night, all the people have been around the lively pubs are kind of going there for a breather, uh, you know, and then I quite a pub before they moved to the nightclub, just thought it was really strange, really. Uh, so I went, but yeah, uh, but they are uh, producing a few uh, different uh, interesting nails now, aren't they? And trying to keep some relevant Thigstons. Uh, what was the one we had in Wakefield, Nick? That was rather nice. Wasn't uh, it? That was something like you had it, it was a stave bender, wasn't it? Uh, yes, that's the one. And it was to yeah. do with Actually, Coopering, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've mentioned that they're, they're the, one of the few pubs. I'm uh, sorry, one of the few pubs still, still has a cooperage. And if I remember that we mm. we, sh we shared a picture of the first cooper in God knows how many years was um, whatever they do barrel barrel them, didn't they? They just I'm looking yeah. now. Just say that they still do at XB, um, uh, best bitter, black bull bitter, lightfoot XB or peculiar. That's what it was. XB Bateman's was triple uh, XB, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, XB. Yeah. yeah, but I've not seen XB for ages. But I say we had room temperature to mass them soon. I think we're going to try and tie it with a mass them show. They used to have the uh, full range of the King's Head, but the King's Head is now a Michelin Butler, so yeah. they tend yeah. to mix it up it's with the uh, Black Sheep, Thixons, and then another couple of Yorkshire beers. So it's not a bad place to go for a real ale. But say what I think it used to must have been Thixons, or they had a close association, and they used to have the whole range of Thixons on in there. Yeah, no, that's the White Hats, which are really good, isn't it? The food is probably the King's Head as well, didn't it? I've been the way you were talking. Yeah, yeah, and again, yeah. I, I think Massam's always, I don't know, in a way, it kind of, it's quite a small town, isn't it? I mean, there's not a lot of shops there. There's a very small co-op. There's a sweetie shop. Um, there's a if, it didn't have like, a if it didn't have a town hall, I don't think yeah. you'd even call it a town, would you? It's got a lovely big, obviously, market square that we, they still use for sheep fairs and things. Um, but it's got two breweries and, and a quite, a, you know, a good range of pubs, so... Again, listen here, King's Head, Nick's, Nick's mentioned, that's probably where we've probably been the most. The Bruce Arms is, is just across the square from, just tucked away slightly. Uh, the White Bear, which was, again, was is linked was linked to the brewery, and I think it still is. Um, and the Bay Horse, which is just a little bit further out um, away from the town. Um, and, of course, the White Bear was famous because it used to have a polar bear behind the bar, which I remember going to a, a kind of <laughs> stuck head of a polar bear. Um, and Bruce has mentioned uh, All Peculiar, uh, and again, this comes from the seal of the Peculiar. Um, and again, just a bit of research. This is uh, Massam, again, is a very old town um, and was given to York Minster in the medieval period. But the Archbishop of York, who was a bit lazy, didn't want to go all that way. So rather than put it into the Archdiocese of York, it became a peculiar, which meant that it was outside the Archdiocese of York. I so never knew that. They, never... they were left to do their own <laughs> things, really. And the, and the bishop did actually didn't really have any say over them. Like in beer and getting pissed, that's why. Yeah, which is probably why they, they brewed a very strong beer, 5.6. Um, and I think Old Bacu, again, it's a beer that was great. It then lost a little bit of its, I think, Scottish Newcastle made it a little bit weaker. Um, but it's back now to a proper, a, a good beer. And a lot of people, again, talk quite highly of it again. So I've not had it for a while. I've had it in the bottles. I think I might have a bottle downstairs, actually, in the in the garage. But uh, there we are. So Bruce has chosen Massam. So, now I've got a little, again, a, a photo from the past here, 
just just to entice us. Ah, so just, yeah. <laughs> so I've chosen Malton because it's the name of the podcast. So Malton is obviously our town. And this is a view at, at what was and what I remember as being the original Malton Brewery uh, when Sudbury's Hotel um, in the, uh, what, the kind of early 80s um, moved on or, or diversified um, from undertaking um, into, into making beer. And in this very stables, uh, which it was a stable block where uh, Double Chance, the, is it a the winner, Bruce, back in whenever it was? Grand the, National winner. Grand, Grand National, National winner. Um, was stabled here when Molten well, still is a famous racehorse town. And they put a very small, small plant brewery in there and started churning out beers. And, Colin Sykes yeah. and Jeff Woolens. Yeah, they were both kind of fairly experienced uh, brewers, weren't they? Um, Jeff had been assistant head brewer at Bass for many, many years. Yeah. I think Colin was more of a, a um, home brewer, or something. Home brewer, but yeah. he had a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience. I think Colin was the main driving force behind the the. the the uh, brewery being set up, of course, Neil he he done uh, he done microbiology uh, yeah. university, so he had a knowledge of of you know what you had to do and chemicals and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so yeah, they were a good good team in the in the start, really. And again, yeah. this was the, I mean, you know, this is nineteen eighty four, eighty five when you know brewing, you know, brewing was in the decline, wasn't it? The the big you know the big companies had taken over uh, in the, in Malton. There'd been a massive decline. Um, Cameron's was left, but they weren't brewing in, in Malton. It was just a, a distribution. and Cameron's. Um, and that was it. Um, you know, there wasn't a great deal of offer. That's why we were drinking bottles of Guinness and bottles of Bloody Duff Maxing, because there, there wasn't much else. Um, so this brewery was quite, you know, quite unique. One of the first ever. I wouldn't call them, well, I thought they were craft. They were brewing really good beer with really simple ingredients, and it was great. And some of these became, um, and the Crown Hotel became our local. It's where we probably got our love for beer. Um, and give give Neil his due um, alongside his own beers. He would often, he started to kind of put other beers on and it became a bit of a beery thing, didn't it? A beery, you know, where destination, you went to destination, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So a couple of pictures here. So again, a couple of pictures inside the, 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 the pub and, and double, I couldn't find the proper old pump for double chance. But again, double chance, you know, in its day was a cracking beer. When it was brewed around the back in those first few years, I can still taste it now. And oh, I've yeah. never tasted it. I've never t- had that taste again for the beer. Oh, you're right. It was um, extraordinary. It was a cracking beer. Hoppy, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was 3.8%. So you could drink gallons of it without getting getting too bad. Um, uh, yeah, commenced brewing in 1984. It was Morton Brewery. Ceased brewing in 2004. But for a while, they carried on uh, making the beer at Hambledon, Brown Cow. But it never really, it was never the same once it left, really. Um, there was a couple of other beers they did, didn't they? They did um, Golden Chance. Uh, they did Oud Bob, um, Nicholas. That's that was one I was looking for. Yeah, oh, there that, we are, yeah that's yeah. the one I remember drinking. Uh, yeah, that yeah. That, uh, that thing there as well. Um, and yeah, old Bob and Nick they brewed Tunnel Bus a few for a while as well. Which was that old Bob relabeled for yourselves at Eden Camp? Yeah, that that was a strong dark beer that we wanted. You could bust through any tunnel once you had a couple of pints <laughs> of that. Um, and old Bob was again. Old Bob won a few, quite a few awards, didn't it? In his day, yeah. It was, um, yeah. Um, again, it was quite unique. It was brand. It was a uh, yeah. Um, uh, what was it? Well, I guess it would be a porter, was it, or a strong red ruby, ale? possibly strong, yeah. strong dark ruby coloured ale. Yeah, ruby ten fifty three to ten fifty seven. So that's about six percent in in new in money, isn't it? So Good Bob. It was a heady brew. And Double course, chance. Molten pale. Yeah. 
And then I said, and that's no, just his contact details. Yeah, golden chance as well. And then again, uh, and as we've said, it's come full circle. So whereas to be sold up and, and moved on, and the Rosen Crown now is still there in, in the old hotel. Um, the Horstown Brewery um, uh, set up initially, uh, and they managed to get the Molten Brewery name, um, and they now are obviously brewing a Yorkshire pudding beer. Um, I don't. I think. I think. Unfortunately, at the moment, that's all they're doing. I know you said you had some Whitwell beer, Nick. I think when you were um, up there at the, at the uh, food festival the other, the other week. Um, but again, their beers are quite nice, actually. Um, but they're not brewing double chance, are they? And I don't know why they're not brewing double chance. And there's Nick with these Russells and Malton. Um, so the, the, the theme is often the race horses and the yeah. horseshoes, and that's I think what Neil used that in his original uh, in yeah. his logo. It was the three barrels within the the horseshoe. So yeah, and how would just kind of slightly adapt that as Nathan Morton Brewery and the Horstown Brewery and the yeah. Yorkshire Pudding, but Yorkshire Pudding seems to take the world. So I'm, I'm guessing that's kind of what he's doing. At the moment I went into the big Morrison's today in town with my friend at lunchtime, and as you went through the main doors, was a huge rack of Yorkshire Pudding yeah. beer. Yeah. Very in the face, very prominent position. Right, so let's get on to our last lot then. Here's Jack again with our letters P. And I think, Nick, you're going to kick us off and it's going to be another beer. Um, so here we go. A great Newsome beer. I'm going to say, I had my label already. So yeah. I've watched lyrical about uh, Great Newsome being in my top three favourite breweries for the whole range of beers. And this one, Pricky Back Auction, which is Yorkshire dialect slang for a hedgehog was actually the second beer that they ever produced. It's a light, golden beer. Unusual. They describe it as being lemony, nutty, butterscotchy. Often, you know, if something's citrus, you don't say it's going to be nutty as well. But uh, golden ale, 4.2%, nice and refreshing. I would have been having a bottle tonight, but as I say, they didn't have any Morrison, so I've ended up with the Rugate Pale instead. But I did have my glass already there. Um, sadly, we didn't make it to their beer festival last weekend because it was the same weekend as the Royal Oak. And once again, as I mentioned before, uh, their brewery is, is out, really is out in the sticks. Yeah, it it's is. on the Holderness yeah. Plain. So basically head down to Hull and then head off. So you're going to go to Spurn Point and that's where it is. But it seems that it's a very successful weekend when they have there, they have people camping on site, they have music and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, Pricky Back Auction uh, is Hedgehog in Yorkshire. And that's uh, that's one of my favourite beers. Just, just worth it, worth the name of something else. So Nick's chosen a beer, and then me and Bruce again, quite quite weirdly, have both chosen a venue, a destination, and both in Cornwall. So I think I'm going to kick us off, and they both begin with P. So I'm not playing too hard to work out what those are. So I'm going to kick us off. So I'm going to go to the north end of Cornwall, um, and, and Padstein or Padstow. Um, so this is a place again, and we've I've regularly been. Uh, and again, a bit like Tembe and Whitby, it's probably a you know one of those advised to be one of the best little kind of seaside towns. Um, it's on an estuary, so it's a little bit different from the other two. Um, but it's got some absolutely cracking pubs, uh, mainly dominated by St. Hostel, which isn't a bad thing because we quite like their beers as well. Uh, quite, a, 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 quite a range of pubs, actually, in Padstow. So, Nick, you've been to Padstow, haven't you? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce, yeah, have you been think- to Padstow? Went in a no, couple no, of pubs. Oh, okay. I know the rail, unfortunately, the rail link's gone and it's a cycle one now. So there are lots of pubs around the harbour, as you'd expect. So the, the, our choice was always the shipwrights. Shipwrights is on the far side of the harbour, and many because you can sit outside and drink. Um, although I've got to say, mainly in there, we used to drink Rattler. Uh, and we worked out quite early on that there's two kinds of Rattler in Cornwall there's a local Rattler, and there's like the normal bog standard um, 
whatever what, what they call grommets or whatever Cardiff people mm. call non Cardiff people. So we we managed to start get no have the nod and get the the locals um, rattler, which is less busy but a little bit stronger. So that's a great place. Um, on the other side of the arbor is the old custom house. That's it. These are both set off to house, um, and that's a little bit more kind of chilled uh, and quite a bit more of some food. Um, tucked away just around the corner from the old custom house is that harbour inn. Uh, again, it's quite a nice. It doesn't get as busy because it's slightly off the kind of harbour. But then the, the kind of pubs of choice are these are the London Inn, which is the yeah, that's the one I've been. I would probably go to. Um, yeah, kind of one kind of single room, really atmospheric, a bit like that pub that Bruce was talking about right at the start there. Um, sea shanty singing on a Sunday night, fantastic hanging baskets. Normally a full range of set hostel cask on, so really, really nice. And then just up there on the same road on the other side is the Golden Lion. And I know actually the Golden Lion is the only pub actually that's in the, in the good beer guide now, if that's so. Um, I think that's because it's not tied, because I think most pubs in Pasto mm. are set hostel. I don't think the Lion is. And of course, the other claim to fame, of course, is both of these pubs, well, not both of the pubs, but they have the hobby horse. So on May Day in Padstow, they have this very ancient, pagan, um, slightly kind of dark um, procession. And the two horses, osses, um, the blue hoss and the red hoss, uh, parade through the town. They never meet these two horses, because that would be bad luck. Um, but they are quite strange, freaky tech creatures. Some stories about maybe they link back to the early shipping days and maybe Arabs or Moors coming across and fighting. Um, there's always a lot of pagan stuff going on there. And most people in Padstow either wear a red neckerchief because they're the red os, or they wear the blue hang, hang, uh, neckerchief with white, which is the blue, the, um, uh, yeah, the blue os. The red horse lives in the golden lion, and that is the old horse. That's the one that's been there for possibly a thousand years. And it actually lives in the pub, and they start from the pub, and it's a good drinking day. The blue hoss, again, another little link here, is the temperance hoss. It's the new hoss. And this was uh, established in the Victorian times when there was concern about obviously drinking. So as a rival to the pub hoss, this is the temperance, the non. And this starts on the, say, uh, Padstow Institute, which is that red brick building behind. So, again, it's a great day for May Day. Uh, Padstonians tend to go back to Padstow on that day. It's a day of drinking and having fun and playing drums and paraded through the town. So it's a great little town, Padstow. It does get really, really rammed in summer. And it's, it's kind of the end of nowhere. It's a bit like Whitby. It's kind of the end of the, end of the line. Um, I was going to say, do they, do they still do that? Because there was yeah, a, yeah. There was a poor um, lady killed killed by one. Yeah, she she was. Padstow Obios made day death. And the 34 died after she was knocked out by a wooden festive costume. Yeah. Maybe a bit end, too much beer had been consumed. Yeah, in the end, they said it was it was self-harm. So I read, yeah, I remember that happening, actually. But yeah, this will happen. Uh, May the 1st. Uh, there's the there's a song. Have you ever watched Rick Stein? They, they sing the song at most of the start of Rick Stein's programs. So definitely worth a visit. And if you want a pub, get in the get in the London Inn. Um, and then if you need to, you can just walk up about twenty yards, and the Golden Lion uh, is on the on the left hand side. But the London Inn would get my uh, my thing. Um, they have there's a, there is a brewing company in Padstow which um, makes very good beer. And they haven't been actually haven't been since they've opened this. They've opened now a small tap room as well. And they're just for you, Bruce. Chip Ahoy, they're the best chips in fish and chips in Padstow. This is just Thank back you. from the harbour, but you'll have to queue because you, you queue there for probably an hour. But they are bloody good fish and chips. Um, and great now. There's a, there's a tap room next door, so I haven't been for a couple of years, so I'm going back. And of course, we're we're in the land here of proper job. 
which as I've said before, is probably one of my one of my best. Back in middle, so that's a good news. Yeah, I thought they might have been phasing it out and get rid of it, but no, it was uh, it was back in back in strength in the middle of the day, so that's good. Uh, and so, what? Bruce, you've chosen another P town, but at the other end of Cornwall, and literally right at the end. Well, actually, not a million miles away, because it's funny, because Cornwall's quite thin in the middle, so it's yeah, not it is, yeah. miles from Padstow, but it's on the south coast. And this yeah. is Penzance. Yeah, so like the Rick Stein expensive uh, tourist model, <laughs> working, one of Cornwall's working coastal towns, yes. Probably down to a place, Penzance. But I did like it a lot. I mean, obviously, it's very close to the same. On the end of the railway, as you can see there, isn't it? It is, yes. You can't go, as that stone says, you can't go any further. That is it. That's the end of the line. Isn't I'm, I'm going to say, Bruce, that shrubbish doesn't look working class. <laughs> yeah. It looks yeah, like yeah, well. fa fancy ferns and stuff to me, does that? So, yeah, Bruce, you must have been to the Admiral Benbow when you were in Penzance. It's probably absolutely one of the most famous pubs in the world, yes. isn't it? If ever there was a nautical pub uh, to make you feel like, you know, like Captain Pugwash could be coming out of the toilets, <laughs> <laughs> it would be the Admiral Benbow. What, followed by Seaman Stains? <laughs> a masturbate, yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, it's just absolutely fantastic. The downstairs especially, dark woods, it's atmospheric, it's got this, uh, you know, pirate ship feel to it. I said, this is the odd plastic lobster, but it is absolutely <laughs> fantastic. And I'd have to think, you know, like, if you're in America, it was safe for years. Yeah. Uh, to visit Carmel and you wanted that uh, I thought it was, I'm led to believe the, the Jamaica Inn is not that unartical inside and it yeah. actually does. it's out of town near the helipot but the Admiral Bemba yeah. has it in absolute space <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic very famous I mean they claim that a lot of that interior is from ships shipwrecks that were founded on the yes. Penzance Rock but as you can see there, it looks quite a lot modern to me. But anyway, who knows? Um, but again, and, and obviously famous because of uh, Treasure Island, because they reckon that Robbie Louis Stevenson visited Penzance and sat in this pub and possibly wrote, and that's where the name came from and stuff. Like I, uh, and it, I, it's not a bad booze, is it, Bruce? They, they still serve a good pint, don't they? In there. Oh, they do, yeah. And I mean, yeah. upstairs we've got the dining room, yeah. um, where it's not as not as over the top as this. They have actually got a section of the uh, Torrey Canyon, of course, Britain's uh, uh, biggest yeah. ever pollutant in this field tank. They've got a section of that upstairs, actually. But yeah, the Admiral Benbow is absolutely fantastic. If you only have time to go to one pub in Penzance, it's got to be the... I remember... But Rick Stein even sat inside looking out those little square glass windows. Yeah, it does yeah. remind you of sitting in the back of one of those old big uh, yeah. sailing ships and looking out, yeah. you know, the well, captain's cabin. The strap line is serving pirates, smugglers and rum since 1695, so we can't do better than that. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Bruce has mentioned about it, um, Penzance being a down-to-earth down kind of place. I did actually find a stat that said it, it's, it's the 10th most dangerous town in the whole of Cornwall in that there are 76 <laughs> crimes for a 1,000. So it puts it kind of down there. So the Dolphin, I know you mentioned Bruce as well, is another pub that's worth Yeah, the Dolphin, out. again, one of the Dolphin, the Turks said the other two great pubs as well. Uh, some people like the Turks, but the Dolphin is great, again, uh, not as over the top as Admiral Benbow, uh, again, but to know, very cosy pub, great food in there. Uh, sadly, as you never in Carwell, though, the prices can, can yeah, be a little bit yeah. steep, um, you know. Uh, we were there actually on, um, remember Eat Out to Help Out, just in the first COVID summer. Uh, we had a week in Penzance and uh, thank goodness we did. So for three days, we uh, hit these places. Uh, I said the Turks Head as well, as I mentioned as well, that's got a fantastic uh, a fantastic feel to it. More into town, the Turks said, and has a loose toilets made out of uh, old beer barrels. Um, um, on a more positive note, um, big discussion about the best pasts in Carmel. Uh, we tried loads over there, Oliver. 
And for me, the absolute best ones were at Lavender's. They were amazing. This is Lavender's Cafe and Bakery in Penzance. Uh, I actually tried it for the first time in a, in Mauzo. It was chucking it down in Mauzo. Uh, yeah. Went to a small shop of stock Lavender's pasties. And there was one man whose sole purpose seemed to be moving the Lavender's pasties from oven to oven, every oven at a various temperature. He was a very dour man, he was. He was not having his work at all. But those pasties were the perfect temperature. So we sought out Lavender's. They were stunning. And I also have to say as well, it was also to possibly, uh, I think, um, the one of the worst pubs I've visited in my entire life. Uh, the Weatherspoons in Penzance is an absolute... I mean, he Shocker, uh, absolute shocker. It is. I think it's an old carpet shop or something. Uh, again, uh, we did actually go because we've done three days of eating out, plenty of Richie Sue and I get and I would discount. So on Thursday, it feel like paying the full price. So I said, oh, it's curry night, let's go to Weatherspoons. This was heaving, it was sticky, it was filthy. Uh, there were hordes of people there, there were kids <laughs> running wild. Uh, I think it is along with the one in uh, Manchester, uh, Pigdley Gardens. Uh, this has to be the worst weather spoons I've ever seen in my life. Definitely, definitely. I mean, it even <laughs> looks pretty bloody dreadful, doesn't it? Let's face it, it's like a 1960s uh, office block with a bit of pub stuck in the middle. <laughs> yeah, towards the top of the main street. Absolute shock of that weather spoons. Avoid at all costs. Now, yeah. Again, the good beard guy, it talks about the crown in uh, Penzance, which apparently now is the tap to the, um, well, to the Buzz and Railway Station and the tap for the Cornish Crown Brewery, which is in its new one. And then they also mentioned the docking as well, um, which again is another pub that's down by the dock, surprisingly. So yeah, Penzance, somewhere I haven't been actually. I'm always meant to get not quite down that far in Cornwall, so uh, well worth the visit by the way. Good work yeah. in town, but, but you know, it's, there's, there are moves to try and like all these places now, they won't leave them alone. They understand yeah. a lot of the artistic community moving there and taking all the empty shops and they want to sell scented candles and uh, <laughs> offer people rubbing your head for £40 pound a time, you know, they just need to leave these places alone really, don't they? Good, good. So again, an interesting mix again. So there we've got, uh, again, two towns. Uh, I'm just, I remind that I, Paul Perrow is another P in Cornwall that's got a couple of good pubs oh, as yeah, well. Yeah. The Crumple Horn and the, the, the Blue Peter, which I spent quite a lot of time in. Right, guys, it's time to pull out the next three letters because we're getting, the bag's pretty empty now, actually. So I don't know what's, there can't be much much left. And I say, I think I've X, Y, and Z. Z. I've, I've took them out. So let's see. So the next letters are going to be F, an N, so Foxtrot November, and the third letter is going to be, I'm right at the bottom of the bag now, the third letter is going to be L. So our next letters are F, L, and N. N. Mm. I've got there that I am going to try and get this Southampton ones banged out. I haven't kind of got around to doing it yet, so um, we'll try and do that. I'll probably, maybe I might do that in between, and then if we guide to, we're probably going to meet up in um, a couple weeks' time and do FLNN. So, a couple weeks, think about that, which will get us probably into July, which is a bit scary how quick this year is going. So, yeah. I'm off to Nottingham on conference for the next couple of days. So, nice. uh, a little bit drinking, but I'm stuck in the hotel. Uh, any plans, gents? Any any things you're up to? Weather spoons in Driffield tomorrow. Weather spoons in Driffield. So, you were doing your normal four pints for a pound. No, so, I'm driving. So, it'll be a pint and then it'll be bottles of ghost shit, but even that's good. Don't yeah. mind ghost ship. Yeah, 0.01, of course. I'm going to Elvington pub tomorrow night just because we have to drop oh, a right. drop a EV off at uh, the scout training camp and then uh, we're going to visit. I'm not going to Elvington pub for many years. So might go to is, it, is it open, bro? Because they got they, they lost the license, didn't they, from serving uh, alcohol during lockdown? They said it was for the remembrance 
day. They put yeah, some drinks out on the table. Yeah, they did, yes. I, I, I do believe so. I will check, and if not, we'll go along to uh, mm. St. Vincent. Uh, when's it that night? Beyond, beyond Melbourne, the village we went one night. Where we got the Fullers. and they Weird, yeah. yeah. Fullers. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah they said, what, the Fullers um, ESB out of a barrel, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. And the yeah. old lady in there, um, she got a, misky, a whiskey's mixed up on the top shelf, so she was giving us 12... Was it 12 or 15-year-old Glenmorangie for the same price as the Bells? It was fantastic, yes. Yeah, she, really she couldn't believe how much whiskey we were supping. We couldn't believe that we were getting it for like £2.40 a shot. I tell you what, we've been on the podcast, I've just had a, an email come through. I followed something called uh, British Beer Breaks, and it's all about the oh, new Everard's yeah. Brewery Visitor Centre. Oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Stunning. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. out of yeah. this world. Yeah. mentioned that about a year ago. We did, we mentioned that, yeah. So we've got, we've got, you've got to come and do that and do Melton Mowbray as well, couldn't you? Yeah, yes, definitely. That's a big trip for right, us to well, do. We'll have to get that organised for the summer. Yeah. yeah, we need to do some live ones. We had this time last year, I think we've done, we've done Roosters and we did a couple of sessions in York. So I think we need to try and get something aligned. So, bye guys, all the best. And we'll see you in a couple weeks' time. So, again, hopefully this all stitches together. That little bit of an of a internet dropout in the middle, but hopefully it hasn't spoiled listening. As always, please, if you've enjoyed the podcast, give us a review, uh, keep us ticking over. Uh, numbers are coming along nicely, actually, in all, all formats. Um, so we'll play some funky music and we'll see you in a week or so's time. Bye. See ya. That was very quick music. I'll, I'll play a bit more. <laughs> I'll just provide the pictures. <laughs> the jolly landlord. I saw a fantastic Timothy Taylor's clock yesterday, the good renowned. Uh, I believe it's a new 